0: Scary Story Podcast brings original, short, scary stories right to your ears every week. Like Dead of Night, the story of a man who moves into a new apartment building only to discover its sinister foundation. Or another recent one, The Delivery, where a man discovers a family secret hidden in plain sight. Have you ever listened to a scary story that lingers as if it reminds you of a long lost memory? My name is Edwin Covarrubias, host and writer over at Scary Story Podcast, where every episode brings you a short, original scary story every week. The stories are read just like this. Me telling you a frightening story that will blur the lines between this and the world of hauntings, ghosts, experiences that defy logical explanation. You can join us by searching for Scary Story Podcast on your app right now. It's the show by Scary FM. I'll see you over on scary story podcast.
1: Hello, my dark darlings. I'm Marquia, and this is the something scary podcast to our veteran listeners. And those sheltering in the dark with us for the first time, welcome. How good is your sleep? Sleep is so important. Sleep is necessary for survival. It renews and revitalizes our bodies. But when we go to sleep, it's hard to know when we're having a nightmare or if what we're experiencing is real. We go to sleep perchance to dream or we go to sleep perchance to scream. First, night terrors caught on tape, followed by good help that turns harmful then, dreams become nightmares. Finally, in our featured story, a desperate insomniac does the unthinkable. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week, and of those, the scariest ones make it into our podcast, along with the story that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. If you like to support something scary, then consider joining our Patreon. As a patron, not only can you help the show and see ad-free episodes, but you can also be a part of the horror and hear your name featured in one of our podcasts, our weekly video stories. Visit patreon.com slash snarled. So, wanna hear something scary. To sleep, perchance to scream. Sleepwalking can be scary when you wake up and don't know what just happened. But what's even more frightening is when you do remember. Like in this story, inspired by the sleepwalking TikToks of at Selena Spooky Boo. Jordan woke up in a pool of blood on his bathroom floor. He looked around to assess and didn't see anyone else in the room. Using his achy arms, Jordan hoisted himself up on the sink. Catching a glimpse of himself in the mirror, he confirmed that he was covered in his own blood. Ty, his roommate, flung open the door. He was shocked at the sight, telling Jordan it looked like a crime scene. You have got to see a doctor about your sleepwalking, Ty said, concerned. Jordan told him it was more than that. The dreams felt so real. Ty asked what he remembered as he helped his friend clean up the blood off of the floor. Jordan tried to recall his dream. He remembered it was the same large animal, a creature he'd seen many times before. It looked almost like a raccoon, but with horns. He thinks that it chased him into the bathroom, slammed his face against the sink, and knocked him out hence the bloody nose ty proposed his theory he told jordan he was most likely sleepwalking again he wandered into the bathroom slipped on wet tile and knocked himself out ty said he would set up the gopros throughout the house so they could see what was really going on the situation was beginning to get dangerous the next morning they reviewed the footage they could see Jordan sleeping soundly. Then he shot up from his bed and began pacing around his room. It looked like he was arguing with someone, but there was no sound coming out of his mouth. Ty said it looked like he was in a full on nightmare. Look there, Jordan shouted. He rewound the tape and they could see as Jordan was arguing and mouthing words to himself, the chair in his bedroom moved. Ty, the forever cynic, rewatched this moment over and over and over as the fear sunk in. Someone else was in there. Believe me now, Jordan asked. Ty looked at Jordan with wide eyes. He had never looked so serious before, but this footage was enough to freak him out. Ty needed to know what they were dealing with, so he took to every community board he could find. He found photos of what was called the Alp. It was a demon that came in through your nightmares while you slept so that you could not scream. Jordan recognized the face. He wasn't sure if he was relieved to know he wasn't crazy or devastated to know it was all real. The two began to hatch a plan. Jordan would follow all of the suggestions that came up online, like leaving a broom by your bed and walking into your bedroom backwards. Ty would stay awake all night, and when Jordan got up, Ty would scan the room for object movement, throw a blanket over that area, and hopefully catch this thing. Jordan asked Ty what he would do if he caught the out. I won't be awake enough to help you if something goes wrong. Jordan said, feeling not so confident in their scheme. Ty assured him that all of the research said, you have to invite the Alp to coffee the following morning, and then it will go away forever. Jordan couldn't help but laugh. The idea of that seemed absurd, but Ty said it was what he was going to do. Jordan prepared for bed as Ty was pounding Red Bulls to try to stay awake. Hours had passed and Jordan was still sound asleep. Jordan woke up to light coming in from his bedroom window. For the first time in a long time, he didn't remember having any nightmares. He got out of bed and noticed a trail of blood from his bedroom going to the living room. He quickly checked himself. He wasn't bleeding. Jordan's breathing heavied as he slowly, followed the blood when he peered out of his bedroom door he couldn't bear the sight that lay before him ty was lying in a blood-soaked blanket dead on the floor when jordan reviewed the footage he saw himself get out of bed the broom began to move and ty threw the blanket over it just as planned it looked like ty was wrestling with whatever was under the blanket. He finally got it down on the ground, then Ty invited it for coffee the next morning. Tears filled Jordan's eyes as he then watched his friend get wrapped up in the blanket and body slammed again and again into the floor until he stopped moving. Jordan wished he could tell his friend he was right. It Worked. What Ty had done meant that it never bothered Jordan again. But now, Jordan's sleep would forever be plagued by the grisly scene of his friend on the living room floor. If you haven't seen the sleepwalking TikToks by Selena Spooky Boo, I really heartily recommend it. There is a series of them and it's... Definitely worth the time invested. That's C-E-L-I-N-A, Spooky Boo, B-O-O. How about you? Would you risk your life to help save your friend? How far
2: would you go for them? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well.
3: It's time to turn off the lights and turn on the dark. <laughs> this is Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. Good evening, listener. I'm Steve Taylor, your host to a horror anthology podcast where we ask you to depart from your safe perception of reality to descend with us into the frightening depths and dark corners of twisted imaginations. With carefully curated original tales of terror each week, our deepest rooted fears are brought to the forefront by a diverse cast of voice talent and masterfully eerie sound design that bring these stories to life we will give you tales of unnerving encounters with the occult, harrowing hauntings, and sinister seances that show just how darkness knows no bounds. If you're like us here at Chilling Tales and enjoy feeling your stomach filling with dread as dastardly demons dance in your head, Make sure to check out Chilling Tales for Dark Nights on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To subscribe now to always be the first to enjoy The Horror Show. Do not
1: mock. What you do not understand, or it will lead to your demise. Like in this story, inspired by Heidelin, based on true events. Lisette's mother was a workaholic, so she decided to hire an au pair for some help. Linda was the au pair. She was like a live in, full time nanny. She was extremely gentle and kind. Lisette was pleased to have her around. The only thing that really annoyed Lisette is that. Linda was incredibly superstitious. She would always knock on wood three times, never walk under a ladder, and wouldn't let Lisette play with her Ouija board anymore. Every night before bed, Linda could be heard chanting something over and over again. The chanting would typically stop around midnight. When Lisette was still awake, she would giggle herself silly. She found the noises Linda would make to be hilarious. When Linda would catch her laughing, she would scold her and say, She will come. You should be chanting with me, or she will never leave you alone. She? Lisette would always wonder to herself, still trying not to laugh. Then one night, while everyone was sleeping, Lisette woke up to the sound of a door creaking open. She opened her eyes and saw a shadow. Blinking frantically, trying to adjust her eyes to the dark, the room was pitch black, but somehow, Lisette could still see the shape of the shadow. It stood beside her bed, chanting, but not like Linda's chants. These words sounded like gibberish, and the tone was much more disturbing. As Lisette struggled to understand if she was awake or if it was all a dream, the shadow slowly walked off. The next morning, she asked her mother if she had come into her room the night before. She said no. She then asked Linda if she did anything that night while Lisette was sleeping. She said no. Lisette determined it must have been all a dream. The next night, She was woken up all of a sudden by thirst. She made her way to the kitchen and saw her mother laying on the kitchen table. Her head was down and her hair covered her face. She must have been working late and just fell asleep. It seemed like she was in a deep sleep. Lisette tiptoed around her, filled up her water glass, and walked back to bed. As Lisette returned to her room, a hard knock on the window gave her a fright. She dropped her glass of water and it shattered on the floor beside her bed. In the moonlight, she could see her mother. That's impossible, she thought. She had just seen her in the kitchen. Let me in, her mother said. Let me in. She repeated over and over again until she was shrieking her words. The sound filled the entire house. Lisette ran to go get Linda and winced as the broken glass crushed between her toes. She looked back quickly and didn't see her mother, but felt heavy breathing and a chill in the air. As she made her way down the hall, Linda was already running towards her. Come my child, We cannot let her in, she cried. Linda pulled Lisette behind her, planted her feet firmly on the ground. and With her palms facing upwards, Linda began to chant. Lisette could feel the chill getting closer and closer. Lisette curled up in a ball at Linda's feet and held onto her legs. She squeezed her eyes tight, so tight her vision became blurry. She slowly fell backwards, and as soon as her back came into contact with the floor, she woke up. Lisette was panting and fearful. She looked around and realized it was all just a terrible nightmare. She sighed with relief and stepped out of bed. She flinched in pain. She sat on her bed and noticed a small cut on the bottom of her foot. When confronted, Linda swore she had no idea what Lisette was talking about. But after that night, Lissette never made fun of Linda's superstitions ever again. She even, from time to time, joined Linda in her chanting. Thank you so much, Hydelene, for inspiring this tale. So, do you believe in protection spells and chanting? I know I definitely do. Have you ever experienced it working? Have you ever felt something that felt like it had you in its targets? Go away, look the other way, or even get pushed away by some protection spell or chant or crystal or something along those lines that you believe in and do. Tell us your experience at somethingscaryatsnarled.com underestimate the power that comes from a sacred item. When used properly, it will protect you. But like in this story inspired by Sarah, if used incorrectly, the sacred item can turn on you. Alma was excited for her big brother Nolan to return home from his trip to Arizona. He promised to bring her a dream catcher a beautiful wooden hoop with an intricate web woven in the middle, decorated with beads and feathers of beautiful colors. On the card with the gift, it said that the webs were originally made from actual spider webs, and so were mythically connected to spiders. Dreamcatchers and other like protective fetishes were found in many indigenous cultures. The ones most Americans are aware of originated in the Native American Chippewa culture. It read that the dreamcatcher he had bought was meant to be hung above your bed so they can catch your nightmares and let only pleasant dreams through to you. Nolan rolled his eyes and scoffed at what he considered to be an unnecessary history lesson, saying aloud as he jammed the box amongst his luggage, who gives a rat's ass about where dreamcatchers come from? He snorted loudly to anyone who could hear. I just want something cute for my sister. That type of talk escalated as he made his way home until it became almost an inside joke with himself, making him chuckle frequently. Nolan didn't get home until late at night and didn't want to wake Alma, so he kept the dream catchers inside their cardboard box, tossing it somewhere next to his bed and settled into to sleep. That night, he had a terrible nightmare. He tossed and turned and startled awake. As he jolted awake, he saw a yellow light glowing just outside his open window. Blurry-eyed, he stumbled over to the window to see what it was and jumped backwards in terror when he saw a giant black spider with eight yellow glowing eyes staring at him. The yellow light was coming from its eye. Nolan screamed and ran for his bedroom door, but it was locked tight. The knob jammed. Nolan was trapped. When he turned back around, the spider was inside his bedroom, crouching on his bed. It was huge, as big as a house cat. It made a terrifying hissing sound, its eyes glowing brighter and brighter, almost blinding Nolan. Nolan screamed again as the spider shot its sticky web at him. It covered his face, silencing him. Behind him, Nolan continued to rattle the doorknob in a futile attempt of escape. The spider shot more of the netting, this time engulfing his arms, restraining him like a straitjacket. The grotesquely immense spider then turned away and moved around the room as if it was searching for something. Nolan then reared up to try to kick the door open, but the spider responded by tangling up his legs, knocking him down. The spider came and wrapped one more round of the tacky gauze-like tissue around Nolan's whole body, cinching the web around him tighter and tighter. Imprisoned in the spider's giant web, Nolan was terrified, immobilized and unable to utter a sound. He could barely breathe and feared he might suffocate. The yellow eyes bore down on him. So close, he could feel the spider's hairs tickling his face. Just when he thought a lethal bite was coming, the spider ran for the box on Nolan's bedside table. The one with the dreamcatchers. It tore at the box with its fangs and tried to open it, but it could not. The spider grew angry and violent, thrashing around and hissing. When it failed to open the box, it used more webbing to secure the box to one of its legs. Then, it turned back to Nolan. Vengeance glowing wildly in its eyes, fangs dripping with venom. It lunged for Nolan and thudded loudly against the door. Nolan writhed and tried to kick, punch, anything, but he could not move a muscle and was completely defenseless. Finally, the spider sunk its sharp fangs into Nolan's neck and he blacked out. As Nolan lost consciousness, Alma burst through the door and found him motionless on the floor. She looked around, but saw nothing out of the ordinary. There was nothing in the room. The only weird thing was Nolan who appeared to be sleeping peacefully, but on the floor. Alma shook Nolan awake. He shot up, upright, terrified, flailing around, trying to rip the spider's webbing off of him, but there was nothing there. Alma wrapped her arms around him, soothing him, and eventually, his breathing returned to normal. Nolan could not understand. Where had the spider gone? What happened to the webbing? Had he almost died? He spent the rest of the night in the living room. When it was finally morning and went to the bathroom to brush his teeth, he saw bite marks on his neck where the spider had attacked him. Nolan ran back to his room, searching frantically for any sign that the spider was real, but could find none. Until Alma came in, and requested her highly anticipated souvenir. Remembering his earlier comments and wincing at how loudly he had voiced his disparaging remarks about other people's cultures, Nolan went to grab it, but he could not find the box with the dreamcatchers anywhere. It had vanished, just like the spider. Unfortunately for Nolan, that was not the end. See, the dream catchers had the opposite effect for him. Rather than shielding him from bad dreams, it summoned nightmares. When the nightmare spider bit Nolan in the neck, the venom left behind connected them together forever. To this day, Nolan is visited by the terrifying spider in his dreams every single night. Thank you so much, Sarah, for inspiring this dreamcatcher tale. I haven't had a dreamcatcher in forever. I usually sleep with uh, some protective stones, like moonstone, to help clarify and um, help with lucid dreaming, but in particular help messages come through. But a dreamcatcher? I honestly don't know if I've ever actually had one. Have you? Also, are you afraid of spiders? Maybe you've been bitten by one? Are there any other animals that just make you terrified? There's nothing more important than getting enough sleep. After a few sleepless nights, we quickly become desperate for the one thing we can't have. And that desperation can lead us to do unspeakable things to get what we need. Elani loved her new place on the Big Island in Hawaii. The rent was cheap and it was an amazing location. There was only one real problem her roommate, Maya was a loud insomniac. At first, Elani was able to ignore Maya's late-night activity, but with each passing night, it got worse. All the lights outside Elani's room were always on, and Maya seemed to make strange noises through the apartment all night long. Elani found herself getting less and less sleep each night, and finally she confronted Maya about it, She thought it was possible that Maya simply didn't realize how much noise she made at night. Maya signed an apology and promised to keep it down, but that night, it was the worst so far. The constant whisking noises and loud stomping and occasionally Maya raising her voice as well. The only thing Elani could make out when she did was Maya bursting out in frustration said i get it done, I promise. Just don't do anything crazy. The next day, Elani confronted Maya once again and threatened to move out. She needed her sleep more than anything else. Maya begged her not to leave and offered a solution. Why don't you take over the master bedroom? It's much quieter in that room, I promise, Maya signed. I'll even give it to you for the same rent." She also wrote out their agreement on paper as well. Elani was reluctant to take the offer. The extra space would be nice for the same cheap rent, but she really couldn't afford to lose more sleep because of Maya's weird nighttime habits. Maya insisted that Elani sleep in the master bedroom tonight just to see how it felt. And if she liked it, they could switch their stuff around tomorrow. Elani agreed, hoping to finally, get a good night's sleep. She had never been in her roommate's bedroom before and was surprised at how beautiful her bed was. Maya explained it was a very sturdy heirloom that had been in her family for generations. A four-poster canopy bed made from ornately carved mahogany. Elani couldn't imagine anyone having trouble sleeping in it. That night, she was relieved to find that The master bedroom was much quieter and she soon fell into a restful and deep sleep. She wasn't sure how long she'd been out when she once again heard that same loud and repetitive brushing sound. To her, it sounded almost like a loud mix of teeth brushing noises with clicking and broom sweeping. It was insidious, invasive. Elani was furious. Just as she was about to get out of bed and give Maya peace of her mind, she realized something terrifying. The sounds were coming from under the bed. Elani froze. Something was in the room with her. She called out to Maya, hoping this was some weird prank, but there was only more skittering and an unsettling clicking sound. In a panic, she reached for her phone, but it wasn't there. Only the cable she had used to charge it. Suddenly, there was tugging on the bedspread. Whatever was moving on the floor was crawling onto the bed. A head poked over the foot of the bed, and for a moment, Elani thought it was a cat and breathed a sigh of relief. But as more and more and even more of the creature made its way onto, alongside, and above the bed, the moonlight from the window revealed it fully, it was the biggest bug Ailani had ever seen. She backpedaled up to the head of the bed as the gigantic centipede-like creature slithered towards her and clicked with its giant pincers. Terrified, Elani glanced over the edge of the bed and the insect's body coiled everywhere around the floor. Adrenaline spiking, she sprang up and tried to leap from the bed to the door. While she was in midair, whip quick, the creature lunged and wrapped its endless body around her savagely digging its pincers into her flesh. It let out an insectoid screech as Elani let out a blood-curdling scream. Maya felt the vibrations of Elani's screams on the other side of the bedroom door. This offering would keep the Ancient One her family line were caretakers for at bay. Otherwise, the giant insect horror would hunt. Reproduce with the smaller yet equally dangerous of its kind, and then there would be slaughter. But for now, the ancient centipede would rest again. It should be sated for months this time. Maya breathed a sigh of relief. Finally, she could get a good night's sleep. This week's podcast stories were edited by Marquia McCarty, Sarah Lukasiewicz, and Dennis Culver. Narration by Markeia McCarty. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Art and graphics by Mari Carlson. Produced by Hannah Mullen and Markia McCarty. Music by Sapphire Sandalo and Calvin Linderman.